Welcome back to the Worthy as He podcast. This is Chip Stewart. It's Monday, January 15th, 2024. And this episode is entitled 24601, Who Am I? And uh, for many of you out there, you'll recognize that as coming from the film uh, Les Miserables and uh, the character Jean Valjean, uh, who I see as the most Christ-like character, or not Christ-like, but perhaps, but Christian character in the, uh, in the story. Um, I, I will, I will, um, I will admit there's a lot of parts in that, in that film that aren't biblical. Um, when you get to the end of the film, um, the, uh, seems like everybody shows up in heaven and, uh, that's, that's certainly, um, not biblical. And, um, there's some truths in there that's like, okay, that didn't, that didn't come out of the Bible, you know, things like that. But overall, I, I really do, um, like the Jean Valjean character within that within that story. So that's why I named this, you know, who am I? 24601, the um, the prisoner number. He was prisoner 24601 um, under uh, the uh, the watchful eye of Javert who goes and hunts him, hunts him down through the rest of the uh, the film. So with with sharing that uh, with based on the title, um, you probably figured out that um, I'm going to talk about myself um, during this episode. I thought not, the time had come uh, to to share a little bit of my background, um, what I'm thinking, um, things like that. I didn't really want to do it last year. I wanted you to listen to the podcast based on the soundness of, of the teaching that I was sharing with you based on uh, the biblical um, the biblical narrative what what God says in his word and so I, I didn't want you to listen to me based on who, who I am who I was anything like that I wanted it to be on on how how edifying how faithful my teaching is to the word of God um, so in this episode this been we've been uh, I've been um, doing this episode for for a year now and um, so you're, we're about a year in, and um, and so a little about me. So I was uh, I I was born and raised in the United States of America. Uh, I counted it up. I think I've moved probably twenty times uh, in my life. So it's it's been difficult for me to uh, maintain long term friendships because you never with somebody very long. Um, I'm married with, uh, with two children. Uh, I'm a graduate of the United States Military Academy, and I served 23 years in the United States Army. Um, I have a bachelor's and master's degree in computer science, and uh, the, the master's from the Georgia Institute of Technology. And during my career, I, uh, I deployed to, to Bosnia and uh, in Iraq. During my time, uh, I also... Uh, a, lot, a lot of the work I did while I was in the military, um, a good portion of it was as a planner. And uh, there were sometimes as an instructor and, you know, of course, you know, leader, um, commander, you know, things like that. There are things that, that I've done in the military. And I, I think especially the planning and instructing piece bears, um, has a lot of bearing on what I'm doing now. So with the planning, I, I was involved with plans, mostly at division level and below, a little bit at core level. Uh, I went to the School of Advanced Military Studies. And, you know, being a planner in, in the military, you 
uh, understand and apply something called the military decision-making process, um, the acronym for that's MDMP. And uh, you, you do this a lot to, um, it's basically a problem-solving tool. You take, you, you're, you receive an order from hire and then you go through the military decision-making process uh, to determine what the situation is and develop courses of action um, to uh, pick one to execute and develop an order and, and publish that order for subordinate, for subordinate units. Um, so you have to have a skill to be able to analyze higher level orders, to understand what's being said, to look at the, the entire order and figure out, okay, what does this mean for us and, and what are our responsibilities based on what this higher order is? Um, something else that's important is that it requires uh, you'd be able to interpret and craft commander's intent. Um, the commander's intent was normally something that was in addition to the mission statement. A mission statement was very specific. You're going to go do this. You're going to go take this objective by this time, whatever it is. But should, should things kind of go amiss, you have the commander's intent, which kind of is a more general, what are we trying to achieve in, in the greater scheme of things? And so um, the commander's intent is very important because sometimes you might not be able to accomplish the mission um, exactly. So um, you may, you may, there may be other things that you can do to, com to um, uh, accomplish what the commander has intended. Um, so I, th I think when I apply this to what I'm doing now with the Bible, um, I see the Bible as God's word. It, it is uh, his orders, if you will. Um, it, it's his intent for us and the way we live. It's who he is. It describes who he is. Um, and it also describes how we live, live out his intent for us. So I, I, I really think that's helping me um, in the way um, I, I interpret scripture and I, and I apply it to the way we should be living now uh, in preparation for Christ's return. And, uh, and the, the millennial kingdom that's coming, and for us to be um, in eternity with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So now, you know, after I left the military, um, I, and uh, now I work in, uh, in logistics, in continuous improvement. So ask me, so I'm involved with asking a lot of why questions. Why are things the way they are? Um, and, and, and part of that's looking for root causes to solve problems. So again, more problem solving. Uh, if you will, but there's a lot of analysis and um, investigation and things of that nature. So in my life, um, growing up for the, I want to say the first like 40 years of my life, I thought I was a Christian. Um, and and I, I definitely want to share this with everybody because I think there's a lot of people out there that um, fall in the same bucket um, as, as me. Um, I, I would call it a cultural Christian. You know, you're in a Christian country, you go to church, um, but you've really never chosen, so you never really been saved by faith. You never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. A lot of times it's just kind of in the back of mind, oh, well, Jesus Christ died for me, so I've got, um, I'm not going to hell, but I can live however I want, which was basically me in a nutshell. And the scriptures say over and over again, um, you know, if, if you don't obey, you don't love Christ. And, um, you know, judged by your fruit and you're probably not saved. And, and I don't believe I was saved. Um, I, I was baptized as a, as a baby and confirmed in my early teenage years in the, um, in the church. 
it was a Protestant church. And, and that also led me to believe um, that I was a Christian. But I, I, looking back, the confirmation that I went through, it was merely an academic exercise. I was good at it. I was good at academics. You know, I could, you know, study and regurgitate knowledge, but it was head knowledge. It wasn't, it didn't change my heart. I wasn't born again from, from above. Um, so with that, um, I, at, at a very early age, I fell prey to pornography. I want to say probably around the age of 13. That's when I, I, I think I was first exposed to it. And, and then I quickly developed an addiction um, to it. I was also addicted to video games um, at, at a very young age. It's something that I would just waste, waste so much time um, doing in the evenings when I come home from work or whatever. You know, it would detract from you know, my family and things like that. Um, I, I developed an abusive relationship with alcohol um, my first years in the Army. Um, yeah, I don't know if I would necessarily say I was an alcoholic, but I, I certainly wasn't sober. <laughs> I certainly wasn't sober a lot of the time. So um, it was very destructive and, um, and shameful. Um, I was a fornicator. I was prideful, um, self-centered, self-indulgent. Um, I was, it was about me. Uh, it was about me and what I got out of things. Um, not about you know, other people necessarily, and certainly not about God and, and his commandments um, and his, um, his sovereignty over my life, you know, his, his, the, the demands he places on us. But um, I have to say, but for the, for the grace of God, he, he has freed me from, from all of them. Um, it, it, it really is miraculous when I look back and how those, um, those things I was a slave to, he freed me from, you know, he, 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 um, he breaks our chains, as the scripture says, and, and I believe he's broken those chains for me. And I'm truly thankful for that, looking back and, and just my shameful, shameful behavior. So I, I, I describe myself as a sinner saved by the grace of our magnificent God. Sinner saved by grace, that, that's me. Um, the time leading up to my salvation, um, I, I don't know exactly when it was. Um, it was after my last deployment to Iraq, I think. Um, God had certainly been working on me. Um, I had a, a boss before I went to Iraq um, who I, I've described as you know, not having a soul. And that really affected me. And it, it, it caused great mental anguish, mental, ter- mental turmoil for me and depression, um, anxiety, things like that. Um, I, I had a, I incurred a, a physical injury early in my career deployment to Bosnia and that that just kind of kept getting worse and not better and you know when you lead troops um, you're expected to be physically fit and, and be out in front uh, be as good or better than they are when it comes to physical fitness and that and that was starting to weigh on me because I couldn't do that anymore because of what the physical uh, the physical issues that I was that I was experiencing and so you know toward um, toward the latter part of my career, I, I saw that my career seemed to be coming to an end. I, I wasn't picked up for battalion command, which is, is what I desired. I'm kind of glad I didn't because of the physical challenges that I, that I had at the time. But, um, but that would, that, that, that kind of, I gave up, I, I had to, I had, to, I, I knew, I knew at, 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 at some point that I couldn't do things in my own strength anymore. I would like look at my hands and, and know that I couldn't do it 
and I needed to rely on God. Um, and that was part of, of being, um, of coming to Christ and, um, and, and repenting of my sins and, and throwing myself upon him and his will for my life and, and basically rejecting my own and just following him and trusting him. But um, I, I, before this, I did fall into a horrible depression. I mean, there was a point um, where I, I, it was becoming self-destructive. Um, I, I don't know how close I may have gotten to suicide, but um, it, it, it was certainly headed in the wrong direction. And I went on medication to, to help with that. And, and then also there was a, a we were at, a, at our church and they were, we were singing the hymn Lord of the Dance, which my understanding was a, it was a hymn, uh, the, the words are put to an old shaker tune, I think like that. And, uh, you know, debate whether or not this, you know, a, a good solid Christian song or not. I, I enjoy it. I see Jesus as the Lord of everything, um, you know, including Lord of the Dance. And I, and I think, you know, it's very joyful of, you know, what, what Christ does. But um, it was the lyrics talking about it's hard to dance with the devil on your back. And when we got to that part, I broke down in tears in the middle of church because I knew um, the devil was on my back. And, um, and, and I knew it, it, it wasn't right. I knew I wasn't right. I knew things weren't right with me. So at the, at, the par, at the point when I was saved, um, I'll, I'll move on to that. At, at that point, I realized very clearly, it was very strong for me that I had been deceived. Um, I'd been lied to by the world system in which I had placed my trust. I had been betrayed by the world system. We all grow up in it. We're taught in school. And you know, we, we, we trust that they're teaching us true things to help us. But in fact, um, a lot of it is a lie. And the more I look into it, a, a lot are lies. It, it's unbelievable. But, um, you know, the first couple lies that, that were open, uh, my eyes were open to was abortion and evolution. That came very quickly about how those were, were absolutely false and wrong. And with ev- abortion, the not, you know, saying that it's acceptable, um, that you're, you know, it's not a person. That, uh, that you're killing. Um, I, I believe I received the gift of discernment um, when I was saved. God, God gave me this, you know, and I have a gift of teaching, so I, I think I have those two. Um, I acknowledged um, after I was saved that the Bible is the Word of God. Um, it's infallible, immutable, and you either believe it in its entirety or you don't, and, and that was something I learned from a friend of mine um, early on um, before I, I truly became a, a Christian. The, um, now the text of the Bible really has meaning to me. Before I would read it, I was on my, uh, my first deployment to Iraq, and I think I read through the whole Bible, and it, was, it really didn't have much impact. And um, it's now as if the scales had fallen from my eyes, and I understand now what the Word is. I, I, uh, I created something called the, the Christian Battle Book um, soon after being saved, where I started recording Christ's commandments <laughs> to us because I certainly hadn't been been following them really well. Um, and um, But it, it's amazing how it's so rich and the light comes on, if you will, when you're reading reading the Bible. It's not just words in a story, in just some, you know, like a novel anymore or something like that. It has real meaning. It, it is alive and active and sharper than, than, two, two, than any two-edged sword. Um, I, I started to just 
really ingest Bible-related material. Um, I'm talking podcasts, you know, things like that. I would listen to them on the way to work, on the way home in my car. Um, I'll get into some of what those what those materials were here later in this in this episode. But I was I felt like I had a lot of catching up to do. And I was I think I was forty something um, when I was saved, and that was you know forty years of wasted life not following God, not reading the Bible instead of, you know, playing video games instead of reading the Bible and, you know, watching um, uh, perverted movies and, you know, listening to terrible music and, you know, stuff like that, just wasting time. And, um, and so I had a lot of catching up to do to, to really understand what the Bible was. And, and I was, I was really um, inhaling it um, very quickly. Um, I, when I was saved, I, I saw very clearly the extent of my sin, uh, the, the sin in my life, and, and my need to repent. And, and Christ and the Spirit helped me to overcome my sinful habits and, and behaviors in my life. It, it, it truly is a miracle. I can't, I don't know how I could have really dropped those addictions like I did without, without His, His grace, His mercy um, in my life. Uh, I, I was raised out of the anxiety and depression that I had, I, I, I realized after reading the Bible that the problem I had in my mind, it wasn't a physical condition. It wasn't some sort of chemical imbalance or something like that. It was a, what I was thinking. It was what I thought. It was what I believed that was leading me to this, um, to this state that I was in. And I, maybe not wisely, but the medication I was on, I quit cold turkey. And I was okay. Um, it didn't have any bad um, after effects or side effects or whatever, withdrawal. Um, so I, I thank God. <coughs> Excuse me, I thank God for that. And, um, you know, I this is my experience, my personal experience. I don't, you know, I don't know if I would recommend that for other people. But um, that is just my own personal experience. But God, uh, in His Word, cleansed my thinking. Um, and, and that's what really turned me around. Um, I also, from reading scripture, um, I, I believe it's in, in Acts where they talk about people coming out and destroying their magic books and things like that that were worth a lot of money. Um, I, I found those things in my life that were not, did not honor God and destroyed them. Um, I had a Book of Mormon that I burned. Um, I had a lot of things from Freemasonry that, uh, that I burned and smashed and, and destroyed and, and got rid of. Um, I, I didn't do a full 100% job. I will admit that. And I still work on that today to get rid of those things. But I think by and large, most of it, most of it is um, thankfully gone. Um, I, I did repent of my membership within the Masons. I was only um, in the Blue Lodge the first three three levels, but I, I quickly recognized reading Scripture and comparing it to what the experience was that it's an abomination of God. And the more I study I do of that um, organization's beliefs, especially at the higher levels, it, it, it is an abomination of God. And it, it ultimately, at the highest levels, it is it is Lucifer worship. And that's, that's admitted by um, very um, high members of the organization. And then the, um, the last thing when I, after I was saved, I felt strongly led by the Spirit to be baptized. 
Um, I, uh, I tried to resist it first. Um, I, and I, I know I said, I thought I'd be a hypocrite if I went forward to be baptized because I'd been baptized as a baby. Um, and, and I'd been confirmed and I, I, it was that first baptism. I felt like, well, if I'm being baptized again, that's, you know, I'm, I'm being a hypocrite or, or whatever, but that urge just was there and it wouldn't go away. It just kept pushing me. And so finally I was baptized in, um, in 2013. Um, and, um, and yeah, I, I, and, and it was a joyful experience and it was something I needed to do. Um, to, to basically plant the flag to publicly declare um, that that I that I had accepted Jesus Christ as as my Lord um, and Savior and um, it's interesting that the pastor who baptized me also had a line in there about do you reject the um, the, the wiles or the schemes of the devil or something like that and I was like yeah absolutely <laughs> yes um, because I, I see that working um, so clearly um, in this world. So kind of moving forward to now, last year I felt led by the Spirit to begin this podcast. Um, And I want to reiterate that this podcast is not about me. It's not about my name, but it's about the name above all names. It's about um, our Lord Jesus Christ. It's about the Father. It's about the Spirit. And um, all all glory goes to Him. And I feel um, led to do this. Um, I feel led to do... The different episodes that I have, um, I feel like sometimes I've been deterred from doing some. I've got a lot of like started ones that, that haven't really gone anywhere, but um, I, um, I I just my constant prayer is that I honor Him and I'm not inaccurate with what I am communicating to people because I know that I have to stand before Him at the end of my life and answer for everything that I do, and I do not. Uh, want to be misleading people to the truth that he is um, he has provided us within within his word um, I think one thing that concerns me is that the Bible tells us that the church will be is you know will be infiltrated there'll be um, false prophets false teachers things of that nature so I come in with an attitude where I'm looking, okay, where possibly could um, we be being misled in, in our interpretation of Scripture? Maybe not necessarily um, what's said, but maybe what's not said, you know, what's not communicated. You know, is the full counsel of God being communicated like we're directed to do? And so that's kind of something that, 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 um, that I look for. And to me, this can be... Um, I don't know if the word stressful at times is, is appropriate, but, um, you know, I, I know that some of the things I say are not going to be popular, um, but I, I rest in the fact that whatever I say, God has said first. And, um, you know, if people don't like it and then people don't like me for saying it, what can I do? Um, I, I don't want to hold back. And I, I, and I believe I've held back a little bit to a, to a little extent, you know, not being as forceful perhaps as I could be, but I, I think that's okay. I think sometimes to move people from a current understanding to a, you know, a better understanding, um, it takes time and it, and it doesn't happen overnight. So you know, maybe it is, is good that I'm, I'm not, I'm not as upfront sometimes <laughs> with some things, if that makes any sense at all. 
<laughs> but this this podcast, um, I, and I truly feel this this is what I want to do because I don't want us to be off. I don't want us to be only somewhat obedient. Um, I, I want us to be fully invested in what God has said, and and I and I and I want to communicate the full counsel of God to my brothers and sisters in Christ. And I want us all to be able to run the race that God has placed before us because I, I want all of us to also be able to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, from our Lord, from, from, him, him, from our Lord himself. Um, that's the greatest reward, I think, um, that we will ever hear. And yet I think in this life we are not, we're not spurred on for that. I think a lot of it is you know, we're left to our own self-indulgence and it's almost like we're, we're creating our own kingdom and trying to enjoy this world as much as possible um, and neglecting the service, uh, the service of our Lord. And I, I get the feeling this year um, we're going to be um, assaulting some of the strongholds together. Um, I'm going to be going places that, um, you know, a lot of people will, will frown on going. Um, but I, I believe in the truth. I, you know, we worship the truth. Our Lord is the truth and, um, the truth sets us free. And I think there's a lot of things that we've been lied to about and deceived about by the world system that have shackled us as Christians. And I think we need to, um, better understand what is really going on, expose some of those lies and those deceptions in the world system so that we can more freely serve our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, Last year, just kind of as, um, kind of continuing on, something else has happened in my life last year. I, I made the conscious decision to stop drinking alcohol completely. Um, God saved me from the abuse of alcohol. Um, I will admit that I did get, I've gotten, since being saved, I've gotten drunk a couple times. And the scripture is very um, explicit um, that, you know, don't get drunk with wine, but be filled with the spirit. And so, you know, I, I violated that. But um, I, I do want to be clear that this is my own decision um, to stop drinking. And this is not something that I'm going to tell you that the Bible forbids drinking alcohol. Uh, because if I remember correctly, our Lord himself drank wine at the Last Supper. So it's the abuse of wine that the, the Bible warns us about, that the Word of God warns us about. And if it's something that you have a, a proclivity to abuse, then, then maybe you should cut it out. Um, for me, I just, I wouldn't feel good. Um, when I drink, it was almost a physical thing. And I, and I've kind of felt pressured to be in so, certain social situations to perhaps get a drink. And, and I don't really enjoy, enjoy it anymore. And, and when I made the decision, it was actually like a burden being lifted. Um, it was very freeing and I don't have to worry about that anymore. And I can move on and, and worry about other things. Um, also, um, last, um, it was, I think it may have been two years ago, I started intermittent fasting, um, defining, let me define that for you. Um, uh, for me, it's basically dinner is the last food I eat until about 11 o'clock the next day. So stop eating about 7 PM. And then I go to about 11 o'clock the next day without eating anything, drinking water or coffee or something, but not something to not get my digestive system started again. Um, so why am I sharing this with you? Well, you know, the, the Bible teaches us to fast. And, and I will be the first to admit that I initially started this for health benefit, the, the health benefits of it, not, not necessarily for a spiritual reason. Um, you know, caloric restriction, 
um, which is which is healthy for us. You don't want to be eating too many calories because that can lead to, to bad health. Um, and you know, to give my body rest from digestion, go into like a a cleansing cycle where it would start going after my understanding of it is going after like uh, about bad cells and things like that and and taking care of those so they don't hang around hang around the body and i it, and it's been very beneficial for me um but you know i started it as um something for my health i've actually found spiritual benefit in it um i i no longer get hangry I used to, you know, when I'd eat three meals a day and if I didn't, if I was without food flow, I, I would get angry. I'd get upset. And I, I don't get that way anymore because every morning, I, I, I don't always, I don't do intermittent fast every day, but I try to do it as, as many days of the week as I can. Um, but it, I'm, I'm hungry and, and I'm okay with that. And, and it's actually what I've discovered is, is disciplining my flesh. I'm not being controlled by my flesh when, when it comes to food. To a certain extent, it, it is it is um, getting my flesh under control, and I think that's the spiritual benefit that um, that that I am experiencing with the intermittent the intermittent fasting that that I started. Um, the um, I want to I want to talk about some of the influences. You know, I talked about how I really started to ingest a lot of of Bible related material quickly constantly um, because I, I have a lot of lost time. So I'm going to share with you some of, of my in, the influences in my life. Just please keep in mind, you know, I may mention somebody that you don't like, but um, understand that for me, um, I, I take things from people and I, I question everything that they say again and I, and, I, and I hold it up to scripture and whether or not what they have said um corresponds or is is supported by scripture and um and so i i don't i try not to follow anybody um without doing that just taking their word and not bouncing it off of scripture and seeing if what they say plays out in in the word of god um so the first one uh, i've got here and and i just listed them um, just kind of some thoughts with C.S. Lewis's The Screw Tape Letters, I think this was, I read this before I was saved, about the time I was coming to Christ. And um, and it was about the same time as the the, the Lord of the Dance song, you know, it's hard to dance with the devil on your back. It, it made it very clear for me. I know it's extra biblical, but it made it very clear for me. There's an adversary that seeks to undermine us, um, undermine the word of God, um, adversary of Christ and God. It made it very real for me. Like, oh, <laughs> There's a spiritual realm and there's people out there that don't have our best interest in mind. In fact, they, they'd prefer us to be destroyed. Very anti-human. So um, screw tape letters. I thought that was that was very good. Um, one of the most influ- influential um, works on me very early on was Charlie Clough or Charles Clough's The Bible Framework. Um, it's a dispensational approach. It was 224 lessons. I listened to every single one of them. I think they were about an hour each. But I, I went through the entire series and it gave me a really good understanding of how the Bible fits together. I never it, I never heard that before, never experienced it, and it was it was a very good foundation. Um, I've listened to thousands of hours probably of, of John MacArthur um, and been influenced by Grace to You Ministries, um, R.C. Sproul and Ligonier Ministries. Um, uh, I've, I've listened to a lot of R.C. Sproul. 
Martin Lloyd-Jones, he is um, one of my favorite pastors. Uh, I enjoy his works. Uh, he was in England. And uh, you can you can actually listen to his sermons, and that's that's what I did um, while I, the time I was in in Europe. Um, but I really enjoy Martin Lloyd Jones, uh, Richard Vermbrand, uh, a uh, a Jew, a Messianic Jew in Romania, in Ceausescu's Romania, and when it when it went from Nazi to communist, he was um, imprisoned and tortured for his witness for Christ, um, and, and as was his wife Sabrina, and uh, but they just kept going. He after um, after he was able to, to escape from Romania, he founded Voice of the Martyrs uh, Ministry, which, which um, helps frontline workers around the world spread, God's, spread, the, spread the gospel of Jesus Christ um, around the world. But it's an amazing story, and uh, his works are definitely worth reading. Um, Chuck Missler and Koinonia House, I, I like that because it kind of takes a different... Um, a, a different approach, a different, it looks at, at the scriptures a little bit differently um, in, in not in a heretical way or anything like that, at least not that I've seen, but it, it's, um, I enjoy um, the way that Chuck Missler um, thinks about it and communicates uh, things about the, uh, the scriptures. Um, Paul Washer, I haven't heard a lot from him, but I did see him at a, um, a G3 conference once and he is um, uh, one of them. I felt like he was speaking directly to me and, poking me in the chest from up on up on the stage, even though I was probably a hundred rows back or something like that. Um, but um, I, I found him to be very um, inspirational, down to earth, and um, just my, my limited exposure to him. He seems very um, dedicated to the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I've read some works by Arnold Fruchtenbaum. Um, he's an author, Messianic Jew, um, and I, I found his works to, to be helpful. And understanding the scriptures, especially from a Jewish perspective, um, and then um, James Coates and Tim Stevens. Since the um, the um, the COVID time, um, there there are two pastors in Canada who were jailed uh, during that time for their um, continued faith in Jesus Christ and continuing to meet as as churches. Um, I enjoy their preaching, but I do want to say again, you know, these are these are people I have listened to and do listen to, but. That what is um, over all of that is the Word of God, and that's that's where I um, that's where I get my material, as you've probably figured out if you've listened to this podcast for any any length of time. So my approach, um, based on all of this, based on on my background, um, and I'll add that you know it's all everything before coming to Christ is all I count it all as loss, it's rubbish. Um, but God uses those things that, that he allowed me to go through, that he allowed me to experience, you know, the courses I've been through, the training that I received, he uses it for his own glory now. And so, you know, as, even though I look back and see his loss, God salvages it, uh, for him. He salvages it for him. And I think, I'd like to think that you see that within this podcast, um, so I believe the Bible is sufficient for our knowledge of God, his offer of salvation through Jesus Christ, and, and how he expects us to live. A little bit of a repetition from what I had, I had said before. Um, and again, I believe the Bible is inerrant in its original languages and manuscripts. Um, I, I place myself under the word of God. Um, I will read it, and there will be times when I'm like, I just, I, I don't understand. And I have to admit, I don't understand. I'm not going to make something up. And I put it in the question mark column. And hopefully someday the Spirit will 
reveal that truth to me um, as I go through the Bible over and over and over again. And when we pray for wisdom and pray for those things that, that he reveals to us, I believe he eventually will. Um, and, and I certainly, I place myself under the word and I definitely, you know, don't place it over. I don't place myself uh, or anything else over the word. You know, like those people who practice higher criticism and stuff like that, they've placed themselves uh, over the word of God in a very precarious um, and damning position. Um, I let the scripture interpret scripture. Um, I see the Bible as, as, as a whole. Um, and I don't neglect the Old Testament. You've probably seen that as I go through and um, and construct the the, the podcasts um, that I that I've shared with you because those things that um, God has done has said in the Old Testament aren't really any different than what Jesus Christ says and what the you know the apostles say. I see this flow of where um, God speaks through in the Old Testament to prophets and the people of Israel and Moses. And things like that, and then it comes to to his son Jesus Christ, who um, obeyed the Father. So all those things he said, it's he, it's Jesus lives it and encapsulates it. And then after um, Jesus um, is risen and ascended to heaven, the, the apostles and uh, you know the writers of the epistles and and and, uh, and all that work, they're they're repeating and and um, and and taking forward what Christ has said during his his life here, which ties back to the Old Testament. So there's there's no inconsistency um, when you really look at Scripture and under and understand it. And so I think it's very important that we go back to the Old Testament and um, and understand what's said there because it sheds light on a lot of the things that that are said in the what we call the New Testament. Um, I think I mentioned this um, a few minutes ago, but I always leave room for the possibility that that our interpretation of Scripture, um, that that which we have been taught, could be incorrect or incomplete. Um, and this could all include translations. Um, there, and and that's just that's just us being human. Um, you know, we look at it and we try to do the best we can based on what we know to say, okay, well that word means this and this. I'm going to make it say this to make it fit in. And then, you know, hundreds of years later, it could be like, no, it should have been the other one because of things that may have happened or whatever. It's just we're, we're, we're <laughs> excuse me, we're fallible humans. And, um, you know, we, we, we may not get the translation exactly correct. But I think for the most part, it's, you know, it's, it's little things. It's not big things. Um, I, I'm not noticing anything, anything like that. Um, I, I, you know, I... It, I go back to we were warned that false teachers infiltrate the church, and and they're they're sent there by you know Satan, the deceptive world system. Um, that that deceptive world system has an influence on how we interpret scripture. You know it it gives us consumerism, it gives us feminism, it gives us evolution, things like that, and then we we look at the Bible through those lenses and and it throws us off track. And so we have to dispel, we have to cleanse ourselves of these lies um, that are there that, that cause us to misinterpret God's word or worse, be disobedient um, to God's word. So again, I suspect that we may be off track in certain areas and that's why I want to make sure that we are, um, we understand what God is saying and don't 
Um, don't tiptoe around it. Don't disregard it. You know, things like that, because I believe our happiness, our joy um, is found most in obedience to Christ. And that and that's what he wants for us, because, you know, he says that those that love him will obey his commands. Um, if you love me, you will obey my commands. So we want to love him. Right. So we want to love him as much as we can for what he's done for us. He's forgiven us so much, so we should love so much. And to love is to obey the commands as best as we can. So we need to understand what those are and not disregard some because of what the world's telling us. Okay. Um, I think for me, as I, as I craft these, these um, podcasts, these episodes, I believe that the best course of action is to use the word of God itself and not, I don't try to make, you know, form it in my own way to say things the way I want to say them and stuff like that. So, you know, I do that sometimes, but most of the time I am going to quote scripture and I'm going to do sections. I don't like doing verses because the, the probability you're taking out of context goes up. And I like to get the surrounding verses so you have it in context of whatever that full idea is. One, so you understand that verse in context, but also you are getting the the um, you're getting that that um, that food. You're getting the the rich word, and you're getting more of it implanted in your mind than just that one verse. So I think it's very very helpful for us to be reading the scriptures and read large sections together, so that um, we 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 have that better understanding, and we're storing it away in our hearts. Because I tell you that. Everything I'm seeing, um, you know, having been military, a student of history, um, things are, 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 <laughs> things are whack right now. <laughs> I don't know. Use the vernacular, I guess. Uh, maybe from like I don't know the 80s or 90s, but things are whack right now. They, I, the the depth of evil um, that I am that I am seeing in in the conduct of what's going on is. It's astounding, and and hopefully as we go through and assault some of these strongholds through this year, you will kind of start seeing what I'm seeing, um, and and by recognizing that, you know, it, it will confirm what God says in His Word about how wicked this world system is and how sinful sin is. Um, I think in 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 the United States of America, and you have to understand those people who are listening, you know, outside the United States. A lot of my perspective is the United States. We seem to be insulated from a lot, and we seem to be deceived about how treacherous things are. Um, we are—it's um, almost like we are lulled into a sense of false security, um, like everything's okay and everything's not okay. Um, but we run back to our, you know, net uh, binging, net, Netflix, Netflix binging, and all that sort of stuff to kind of put us back to sleep, and. Um, and this world is wicked. This world system is wicked. And there are wicked men in very powerful places. And there are, there's wickedness in high places that they're working together. Um, you know, the occult side of things. Um, finally, uh, I, I, choose, I, I, I mentioned this before, but I, I, don't, I don't ever want to soften the word of God. I may have done so a little bit um, in the past, but I want to make sure that it is what God says. And I don't, my, my job is not to make it palatable to man. You make you feel better about it. 
Um, because this is what God says, and it's serious. And he does this for our good, our protection, and his glory. Uh, we may not understand it, but our love for Christ should, should be um, predominant. Our love for Christ should trump everything else. So we go, okay, I know what consumerism tells me. I know what feminism tells me. I know what evolution tells me. Um, but God says, <laughs> it should be the other way around. God, I know what you said, but evolution says. It should be, I know what evolution says, but God says. You may not fully understand what God says. You know, it may not make a lot of sense to you. But if God says it, do it. He's a lot smarter than we are. And he understands things a lot better. And he sees through all the deception. And we sometimes have a hard time um, doing that. So I think the safest ground that we have to stand on is obedience to Christ and his commands. Especially during the tough times. Um, when we're challenged by things that, that are coming at us left and right. Um, he, he tells us how to live. He tells us how to live. And I, I truly believe um, that you're not loving your brother or sister in Christ if you soften the message of God. Um, you, you're not helping them run the race. You're not helping them get to the point where they have lived the life to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, because they have not been faithful, because they have not been taught what they need to as far as what the Word of God is. So to love our brothers and sisters in Christ, we need to be very straightforward with what Christ says. And, and, and to me, that's my job. Um, it's pastor's jobs. And it's, you know, it's the flock figures out, you know, decides what they're going to do with it, where they decide, yeah, he's right, and I need to do that, or I know what he says, but I don't want to do that. You know, uh, I'm just going to do my own thing. That's on them. That's on them. But I, I, we have to preach the full counsel of God. Otherwise, you know, there's going to be blood on our hands. And I don't want that. I don't know exactly what that means. I've said that before in a previous episode. I don't know exactly what that means, but I don't want to find out. I don't want to find out. I want to be obedient. And then also you have the softening of the gospel message, which is not loving your neighbor. So if you love your brothers and sisters in Christ, you love your neighbor, you are going to communicate the full counsel of God and not hold back. We can't afford to. <laughs> the time is short. You know, we only we're, we're but a vapor in this life. We don't know when God's going to call us home. So we need to make the most of the time we have now in obedience and serving Him. And this world wants us to serve ourselves. It's a very different message. And we need to be able to see that and reject it. Reject it. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. Am I doing all this? Absolutely not. I, I do these and I'm convicted with most of the podcasts that I do. That finger points right back at me. But this is learning for me and it, it helps me understand what the Word of God says and do it. Again, I, I fail, I fall short, but... I am learning and I'm getting better. And I think this is what Christ has intended for all of us in this life, to be more like him with each passing day. It's all part of part of this life. And I'd rather us to be more effective at that than backtracking and having to recover from lots of um, backwards motion because, you know, we've decided that, you know, I, I want to indulge myself or, you know, it's like what Christ says is not important. 
it's of the ultimate importance and and the souls around us are of the ultimate importance and and we christians are salt and light um in, in this world and it needs the salt and light more now than ever before we're kind of lulled in that that false sense of security like oh well everything's okay in america no it's not no it's not and and, and we'll probably get to that as as we go through but the salt um, I think in, in this sense is, is a preserving factor. You know, it's um, nations that honor God are in a good place. Nations that don't honor God are not in, in not such a good place. And uh, Christians help, I like to think, help nations be, um, be obedient to God by speaking up and, and, um, and calling out the evil um, that's in there. And we're light. You know, we, we shine light on the evil. Um, we're the light of the gospel to those around us, so they can be so those around us can be reconciled with God. So that's that's what we need to be, and and part of that is through our obedience, through our obedience to Christ. So it it I think it's a shift in the way we think and believe. Um, I think we've been deceived a long time in this country, and um, and we've really got to get our act together. Um, and, um, and, and really serve our Lord. You know, it's, we've got to change, change the way we think. You know, there's a lot of talk in the, in the world system about, you know, change, change this, change that. Um, but the change that we need to be focused on, brothers and sisters, is being like Christ. Being like Christ. That's the most important change that, that we need to do, that we need to, uh, to undergo um, in this life. So that was, um, that was a little about me. Um, I, I hope I didn't share too much. Um, I'm sure I missed a lot of things, <laughs> but, um, I, I hope you find it helpful and, um, you know, I'm, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Uh, I am, I am who I am. <laughs> and, and I don't mean that in the I am sense. Um, just I, Christ has made me this way. He's led me on this path and, um, I, I have no choice but to, um, to be obedient. And, um, yeah, this is, this is who you're hearing. Um, this is, this is who's sharing the podcast with you. Um, so, you know, if you want to communicate with me at all, the, um, the email I've mentioned it in, uh, in other podcasts can be down in the show notes, but, uh, it's worthy as he podcast at gmail.com. All the words in the first part are separated by period. Um, you know, sh- shoot me whatever. I don't I'll, I'll read it and, um, might respond. <laughs> might respond but um, no I appreciate it you know words of encouragement um, certainly correction if you think I've um, misstated something um, but uh, you know if there's something you think that needs to be talked about in particular but um, you know I, I reserve the right to um, to do go the way I'm led um, I, I need to to make sure I honor our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ so thank you for listening a um, little bit about me and um I hope the Lord blesses you and your family this week. Um, I, I hope that you live lives to, 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 to glorify his name. That's, that's what we do. That's what we're, we're called to do. And um, yeah, until, uh, until the, the next episode, we'll see you then.